Well, hello again, Jess. Hi, Chris. Welcome back to Food for Thoughts. Yay! <laughs> so we've gathered around the microphone once again to share some snacks and share some ideas around uh, a topic that the Bible covers. And this topic in particular, the Bible covers with a surprising degree of complexity. Mm-hmm. But before we get to all that, let's try a snack. And I was the one who brought the snack today. <laughs> you did, right? And I, I brought something which is really commonly known in Australia. Uh, and it's quite specific because it involves this one Australian kind of chocolate-covered biscuit called a Tim Tam. Yeah, it's not Vegemite. As long as it's not Vegemite, I'm kidding. <laughs> not <Let's> yet. Go- <laughs> right. <laughs> but the snack itself is called a Tim Tam Slam. Mm-hmm. And what it is is when you take this chocolate-covered biscuit and you use it uh, to suck up hot chocolate. Use it kind of like a straw. Yeah. Uh, so you need a cup of, you know, really nice and hot, hot chocolate. You need a Tim Tam. Uh, and I'm going to lead you through the rest. So you pick up your little rectangular okay. chocolate covered biscuit Let's do and this. you bite off the, uh, the corner of one side. Like that. Oh, that's too big. That's all right. <laughs> Next one, make it a bit smaller though. Okay. And you bite off the diagonally opposite corner. Wait, it's sweet. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a really biscuit. Sweet. <laughs> okay. And now you have a channel between them. Now you dip one end into your hot chocolate and you cover the other end with your mouth and you suck. And when you feel the hot chocolate coming into your mouth, you quickly eat the whole thing. Okay. I'll do it first. It's and you so do it, elaborate. Right? Okay. So you go like this. Mm-mm. What? Oh, and then you... Okay, let me try. Let me try. Hold on. <laughs> I think I'm melting. It's supposed to. Mm. Is that good? It's like so creamy. Yeah. Oh, I see. So like the heat of the chocolate like melts the thing. Yeah. So basically the inside of the Tim Tam changes texture completely. Yeah. To being yeah. this sort of like soft, molten, beautiful thing. I think I could eat 10 of these. They're, <laughs> they're so they're good. Really, I've never had these before. Really delicious. Yeah. Wow. So... Okay. <laughs> you keep talking about the topic. I'll, I'll have another one of these. <laughs> we'll give you a minute, Jess. Okay, mm. so as you eat your second Tim Tam and mm-hmm. enjoy it, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What I have in front of me is a regular piece of paper. And you'll notice this is there's nothing different about this. It's just a full A4 piece of paper page that is full of text. Right. It has a standard margin. So, so on either side... On the left and the right, there's a one-inch margin. And at the top and the bottom, there's a one-inch margin, too. Mm-hmm. My question for you is, what percentage would you say of this page is taken up by margin? Like, ooh, like 15, 20-ish percent? 15, 20 percent. Yeah, yeah. The answer is 37%. 30, that's so specific. <laughs> 37.4% if you want me to be really Point specific. Four. Okay. Yeah. Does that sound like a lot? I mean, it's not like 50%, but it's like, it's still, it's more than I expected. If I was like 20%, it's definitely more than that. So it's like, yeah. When you yeah. hear that 37% of the page is essentially blank. Yeah. Does that sound wasteful? Yeah, it sounds like we're uh, wasting trees for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, if you were to ask someone who studies design, yeah, they would totally disagree with the idea that it's wasteful. Mm. Because to call it wasteful 
is based upon the assumption that a margin is empty. And even though there's nothing written in a margin, it's not empty. It's mm-hmm. there for a very specific reason. So it's fulfilling a purpose. Right. It's needed. And so it's not empty. It's actually helping you to focus on everything else that's on that page. If you were just to fill up the page with text from corner to corner, edge to edge, it would be incredibly hard to read that and yeah. to be able to focus and go you know, smoothly through it. Mm-hmm. You would find that very difficult. I used to work in a school and like when the kids wrote in the margins, like the teacher would go nuts. <laughs> it's like, no, this is not how you fill your page. This is not how you write. It's there's like you rules. have to. Exactly. There's rules to it. Yeah. And as just as there's rules to how you fill a page, there's rules to how you fill your life. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we're talking today about one of those rules. And one of the rules about how you fill your life, biblically speaking, is that you incorporate rest. I don't need to rest. I'm not tired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Bible tells us to rest. Yeah, yeah. It's a command. If you think about the importance of this, one of the Ten Commandments, the top ten things that God chose to tell His people to do and how to order their life, one of those top ten was just about rest. Wow. About finding space margin in your life and filling it in the right way. Okay. That's how important it is to God. Yeah. He models it himself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like um, in creation, like he works for six days and he's like, oh, now this is like the day for rest and everything. It's it's like as his like margin time or whatever. So Yeah. yeah. We also see Jesus do it as well. Mm -hmm. Throughout Mm -hmm. the life of Jesus, he practices rest. Mm -hmm. He goes off and prays by himself. And if Jesus, who is the perfect human, does that, all the more reason why I should, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You seem quite self-depreciating at this point. Is this something you find hard? Yeah, like it's... How do I... It's... um, It is hard to slow down. It is... I think... No, it's not hard to slow down. It's hard to admit that I need to slow down. Mm. It's hard to... um. Yeah, it's hard to just admit that like I'm I'm this finite creature who has limits and that I need to I need to rest, I need to take time off. I think sometimes it can almost be like me admitting to a weakness. Yeah. But if Jesus is the perfect human, is it really a weakness? Or is is there a weakness in not resting and not admitting that you need to do that? So I don't know. It is it is something I find I make time for it, but there's always a struggle um, yeah. to do that. So yeah. Yeah, and yet I would I would bargain that even though you struggle to do it. If you actually do it, you you never regret. Doing no, it. of course not. Yeah, it's it's um, the struggle for me is in trusting God that like even if I didn't get everything done, to like still trust Him with um, yeah, what's not done, and then when I do that, like I don't regret taking time off. You know, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we need to be intentional about rest. Mm-hmm. God built us in such a way that requires us to take a stop to pause, Mm -hmm. to reflect. And when we talk about rest, that's what really we're talking about. Sleep is another matter. Yes, you should get the right amount of sleep. (laughs) But rest and sleep are not necessarily the same thing. Mm -hmm. Rest is something that tends to have an emotional, spiritual, mental type of uh, effect as well, that it brings something into our life that's really important. We need to be intentional about it. If Mm -hmm. if we don't, we're not going to do it. Wayne Muller says this. He says, Sabbath is not dependent upon our readiness to stop. We, are do, we do not stop when we are finished. We do not stop when we have completed our phone calls, finished our project, get through this stack of messages, or get this report that's due tomorrow. We stop because it's time to stop. Mm. 
That, that's actually hard to hear um, <laughs> because there's always something more to do. There's always another email to send. There's always another person to see or call or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, so a, there's, it's challenging to admit that you need to stop, you know? So. We, could, we should just admit that we'll never catch up. Exactly. That's, that's where the struggle is. We'll never get everything done. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. let's just stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's something about Jesus that calls us to stop as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a call, literal call, but there's also something built into the, the resurrection itself and, and the grace that we rely on, right? Yeah, the thing about the resurrection is that, like, because Jesus is alive and because he paid for my sins and all of that, there's, like, that old pattern of living that I used to have. I don't mm. I don't need to follow that, and that does shape my idea of rest because it's, like, a lot of the times... For me, anyways, like I want to be productive and I want to be like on top of all my phone calls, emails, all of that, because I want to prove something. But it's like, hold on, like if Jesus loves me unconditionally enough to die and come back to life for my sin, like what what that need is eliminated, that need to like prove myself and show how good I am and all of that. That's no longer that's no longer a need. Right. So it's like um, Christ's resurrection and essentially his love for me proves that I can rest and I can have that margin space. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no longer do we feel that burden to produce exactly, all the time, yeah, yeah, which is actually counterintuitive. Like rest will actually make us more productive in the long run, yeah. so we don't feel that way. Yeah, but we have built into grace, you know, the the license to rest, mm-hmm. which is really a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's you said counterintuitive. Um, it's also countercultural, though. It um, is. Yeah, society always tells us to, like, go, 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 go into, like... Well, I mean, okay, maybe, like, two years ago, now there's that whole self-care thing, which is, like, another thing. <laughs> which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. When you can get into that rhythm of, like, taking care of your soul, I think that, mm-hmm. that aligns really well with what Christ calls us to do, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, he does. He literally calls us to do it. Right. You want to read for us Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30? Matthew 11. Okay, Jesus says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Yeah. He says, come to him, and Mm. what is he going to give us? Is he going to give us more to do? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) He's going to give us rest. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Sorry, go ahead. No, please. Isn't it amazing, though, that we serve a God who actually wants to take care of us and who, like, draws us into Him. And, yeah, yeah sometimes, like, the last thing I want to do to admit that I need to stop, to admit that I can't keep up. But isn't it amazing that He loves us this much to invite us into His presence? Um, yeah. Yeah, I just I just think this verse is really cool. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's not... It's an invitation to come in. It's not an admonition of weakness, necessarily. Exactly. It's an invitation to, yeah. to really grow mm-hmm. and to be stronger and better as a result. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. funny, but we do. We see it as an admonition of weakness. Like yeah. the fact that I need to rest, I need to pause and reflect and create margin and space in my life. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm going to burn out. Yeah. We think that that's yeah. uh, an admonition of weakness. But no, it's number one, it's just a reality. Yeah. And number two, the fact that we are called into this is a beautiful invitation yeah. that we are foolish to ignore. Yeah. When I'm speaking about rest, I'm not saying, we're not saying do nothing. We're saying make space in your life for deeper reflection. Make space in your life for worship. Make space in your life for prayer. For the overcoming of the impulsive nature 
mm-hmm. with wisdom and with reflection. Uh, These are deepening characteristics we're speaking of here. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the change that we are called to have from a New Testament perspective, because you may argue Sabbath is an Old Testament principle. It doesn't carry over to the New Testament. Mm -hmm. I would disagree with you uh, on the one point, which is to say a lot of the change that we are called to undergo as Christians Mm -hmm. is a change which first happens internally, which then has external fruit. So we're called again and again to grow in knowledge, to grow in understanding, to to deepen our joy, to deepen our peace through prayer. Mm-hmm. That's what happens in the margin of life. Yeah. That's what happens in these spaces we create where we can reflect for a long time upon God, where we can pray for a while, where we can worship without interruption. That's what happens. That's where this change takes place. And if we don't do that, we're not going to have what we need to get through things. Another guy, uh, Parker Palmer, says this. He says about burnout, he says, though it's usually regarded as the result of trying to give too much, burnout, in my experience, results from trying to give what I do not possess. That's good. So yeah. there's something we get out of this that we need in order to fulfill all of the other stuff that we have going on in our life mm-hmm. and all the different requirements and challenges that we meet require us to have a good rest Mm -hmm. it was someone that you admired that had that same idea yeah so um i've done a bit of reading on um william wilberforce and he was super busy (laughs) um he was a philanthropist who did like a lot for his generation um and reading his biography what really struck me is that he made regular time for rest um in in the midst of a society that didn't really value rest he was a politician and like for 20 years of his life like his main thing was like abolishing the slave trade and yeah like that took 20 years and that took up like so much of his time and his energy and like he was also doing stuff for like education and like poverty and all of that and so essentially he was super busy but in his biographies like he still intentionally took time to rest and i found that amazing because i'm not nearly as busy as him so what excuse do i have you know to not rest um but yeah, he essentially wanted to alleviate the suffering of a lot of people. Um, that's something I want to do as well. But I can't do that if I'm if I'm empty, if I'm running on like empty. So it's, so God calls me to come to him for rest so that I too can accomplish like the purposes that he wants for me. So yeah, that's what his life teaches me a lot about. So. Do you think that, do you think that involves some level of trust? Oh, does it? <laughs> does it ever? Yeah. So for me, I tried to take um, a day for intentional rest um, on Saturdays or Sundays. And like Friday night, I'll be super angry because I'm like, God, I still have to do this and this and this. What do you mean I have to rest? But it's like in that moment, Sabbath is a challenge. Of, it's a trust exercise, right? It's like, mm-hmm. just trust me enough that you're willing to let go of these things these things that are good you know work is a good thing but trust me enough to let go and rest in me and do what I'm calling you to do and um yeah whenever I do that I don't regret it after (laughs) so I guess that's a good thing yeah yeah it brings the best out of our life that's true yeah yeah stop let's stop thinking of it as like time wasted Mm. it's actually some of the best wisest use of our time is to pause, Mm -hmm. to lay work aside, to lay social engagement aside, to come before God with a question or with uh, an attitude to desire more deeply, to know Him more deeply, to praise and worship Him. Come with that attitude 
and it's going to flower in all these different areas of your life as you become a more deep person, yeah. a, a more resilient person as a result, a person who's more able to give. Yeah. Uh, Terry Linhard, uh, speaking of the margins of life, which is how he would describe rest, he says this, it is in the margins where creativity hangs out, where spirit-led reflection allows us to see blind spots in our spiritual life. It is in the margins where God makes notes on our story, where we see that we need to forgive as we are forgiven. It is in the margins where we allow God to grow us in grace towards others and deeper in trust of Christ. Mm-hmm. So those margins aren't... Um wasted you know like that that piece of paper can i just say chris didn't tell me anything about this piece of paper so he <laughs> held that up and i was like what's he trying to do here um yeah that em- empty quote-unquote space isn't wasted because it's not that's empty. where yeah it's not it's not. god can make notes in right. that space right we need that space to focus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's a beautiful concept mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just to wrap it up uh if you need those pithy statements uh then there's a great one by rick warren he says this, he says, your best requires rest. Right, right. There's a reason why God calls us to do this. Mm-hmm. It's because he wants to bring the best out of our lives for his own glory and mm-hmm. for our own health. Yeah. That's why he calls us into rest. Mm-hmm. So let's take it seriously. Right. Be intentional and trust him. Amen. All right. <laughs> <Not to that. laughs> well, the, the, the gauntlet is laid down. Let's see if anyone takes it up. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed that, guys. See you guys next time. Bye.